live from the dungeon of Northeast Philly. This is the John Albatross Show with your host, John Albatross. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? How the fuck are you doing? This is your host, John Albatross, here. Let's, uh, let's just cut the shit right now. I know the 12 people who listen to my show. All right, the Montreal special. What went wrong? Couple things. I'm not going to bullshit you and say, oh, yeah, we were partying up in Montreal. It was a bachelor party. We were partying, kind of got lost track. And then uh, I was going to do it, and then another thing hit when I was sleeping. I was going to wake up and try to do it, go out into my car where it was nice and, like, quiet and everything. There was the worst thunderstorm I ever fucking heard. It was an absolute... Ah. It was fucking terrible. Bad thunderstorm. It woke me up. I fucking thought the house got fucking struck by lightning we were staying at. So that's, uh, that's... Number two, and number three, first and foremost, I have T-Mobile, that's my uh, service provider for for cell phone, my mobile data, my mobile data and shit, so my Wi-Fi in my car is on T-Mobile as well, we went when we went up there, we had to turn on international room. We had to turn on roaming, and it's in an international border. Now, the data is free, but this is where it got fucking tricky with T-Mobile, and I should call T-Mobile and fucking suggest this to them. They have three major carriers, but really it's only down to two from what I've heard. Number one is Rogers. Everybody was banging off of Rogers, which fucking Rogers in Canada is amazing. I was banging off of Bell, which is fucking garbage. I don't know. Uh, They were just fucking terrible. You're one of the biggest things in Canada, and I can barely fucking, like, yeah, I was just banging off of Bell. It fucking sucked. T-Mobile... Get on fucking Rogers for people who go to Canada, please. It's so much better. It's so much more reliable. Pay them whatever. Fuck Bell. Goddamn. That was the major reason, though. I'm not going to lie. Bell's fucking internet, which they had Bell at the house we were staying at, too. They had, like, their triple play. So, uh... Yeah, fuck them. Fuck Bell. It cost us the Montreal special. I do plan to go up there again in hopefully springtime. Come back with some duty-free shit because I got a bottle of Moet there for less than $40 American. Tax-free as well. So, worth it just for the trip. Seven-hour drive is worth it just to get some fucking champagne that's fucking quality and... You can look like a fucking baller. Definitely worth it. 
But uh, <clears throat> I'll tell you about it, man. It's a it's a hell of a town. I recommend people go there. It's the closest thing to a European city that's close to home. And they do speak French there predominantly. Uh, I know a little bit of French. I think I know enough French where I could, uh, you know, get around. And for some reason, like, I, I could pick French up. It's like one of those things, like, you either can pick, like, when you take a language thing. I did Spanish, and I learned it, and I was doing it, and I, I really just wasn't picking it up as well. Then I had French class. I fucking hated French class, but I... I did so well in French class, I don't know what the fucking deal was. I just picked the language up fucking... It's one of them things. Like, my grandmom tried to teach me Italian. I couldn't really pick the language up. It's, it's fucking weird. But I digress. So I knew a little bit, so I think it can... That helped me get around a little bit more. And uh, I knew enough for that, and uh, I started picking up a lot more when I was up there. I was only up there for like four or five days. <clears throat> it's a uh, yeah man you don't want to go to Europe you want to try to save some money but you want that like European experience Montreal is definitely a, a great town to go to uh yeah so we drove up uh there's three three waves of people it was like 10 people there it was me my buddy and his brother we all drove up in my uh my car and uh, we just switched off. We hit Albany, which is about the halfway point. We switched off to at Albany. I went to the rest stop. I got Roy Rogers. Like Roy Rogers, if you're not familiar with, is a it was a huge chain back in like the late '80s, early '90s. And there was one right down the street from my house, so everybody went there. They had like the best fried chicken and the best roast beef. So now they're only in like fucking the rest areas on the highway. But it was cool because you always, like, take those trips. Ah, oh, dude, we're going to hit Roy Rogers, and you're so fucking excited. Yeah, 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 and then you're just fucking disappointed. But uh, it's good disappointment. Now, the other wave, they did something. They found something fucking blast from the past. <clears throat> they were driving up. And they saw a fucking Ponderosa Steakhouse. Now, if you're not familiar with Ponderosa, they were just fucking terrible. They never were good. And I don't know what they were thinking. They definitely had to have just stopped for the fucking Ponderosa Steakhouse just for nostalgic purposes. But they literally pulled over. They went in there. They said, like, it was a fried food buffet for, like, ten bucks. I don't know. I didn't go there. I... I would never have went to fucking Ponderosa. But, uh, yeah, I was like, how bad was it? They, they said it was bad. They, they're like, I just couldn't believe I found a fucking Ponderosa steakhouse. And they stopped there and we fucking, we were all just laughing. And, uh, the disappointment seemed like it was very strong in those, uh, in those fellas. So uh, if you see a Ponderosa Steakhouse, I just would uh, not stop there. But, yeah, we got up to Canada. Seven-hour drive. Not bad. And it's good Montreal. The American border's only like an hour away. And uh, it runs pretty quick. 
like we took the small thing to get into Canada, the small uh, checkpoint instead of the giant checkpoint because the Google Maps told us, it's like, yeah, it's like 12 minutes out of the way, but there's hardly anybody there. Just take this fucking checkpoint. <clears throat> so we did that. My buddy Kev was driving up and uh, one thing I was like, all right, now we're close to the border. I'm going to tell you this. When we're driving on the speedometer, use the little gray numbers. Go by that, not the big white numbers. And I know a little bit of French, so I will help you get through this. So, I always heard, like, I haven't been to French Canada in year, decades, we'll say, at this point. So we were in French Canada, and as soon as we passed that border, now everything, like even when you were getting close to Quebec, it was in French and English, and I thought in Canada it had to be in French and English, just because it's the two official languages, one third of Canada speaks French. Motherfucker, it was all in French. Thank Christ that it was very simple French, and it wasn't like conversational French, and I knew what the fuck it was. But, yeah, that, uh, it, it was fucking like a whole, literally, it was a whole other country. Right as soon as you hit New York, you went right into Canada at the tip of New York. So, when we got to Canada, we fucking partied. We just, the whole time, we just, we just fucking partied. We're like, yeah, let's just fucking take it easy first night or whatever. We went downtown and, uh, and then we drank. And then the second night, we're going to take it easy again. And we drank some more. And on like the third night, we went out to this one bar, probably the best night out there. And we had to be out of the fucking place by 11 o'clock. Some people had to fucking go to the airport at 5 o'clock. We drank some more. And that was the best night, and <laughs> fuck it. This, I still talk about it, and I tell the story. We took a cab, like, when we were there, like, I wasn't driving around fucking Montreal. Fuck that. I don't know the city that well. I drove to, we got to the house, that's fine by me. But, <clears throat> and I got out of the fucking city, and I got to America, I drove the whole way back. Because my buddy's sciatica was acting up. But this cab ride, and I fucking say it, it was the best fucking cab ride I ever had. And I'll, I'll just tell like the cleaner version of the story. Because I don't want anybody to, you know, if this comes back and haunts them. But we're, the, it was a three minute story at best. And 
I remind you, we were drinking, and I drank one drink at this place, and the place had, like, a fucking scale of how strong the drinks were. Like, sort of like fucking rock band, how they have, like, the difficulty for the songs. If they had, like, the fucking five devil heads, this drink I had would have had the five devil heads. It was so fucking strong. I had fucking three drinks, and I was half shot in the ass. And I promised myself I wasn't going to be half shot in the ass. But we took the... We took the cab at the end of the night to go home. Last call is at 3 o'clock at the fucking, in Montreal. Just point that out there. Put that out there too for you. So it's 3 o'clock. And <clears throat> I don't know if we Ubered the cab. I, I, I'll get to that part in a second. So anyway, we're taking the cab home back to the place we had. Dude's trying to tell a story. I butt in, but just like, just, it's just like, to put something in there, hopefully just get a little fucking chuckle out of everybody. And it was like a 20 minute cab ride home. And the whole thing was wash, was part of the story. But the one guy kept calling it fucking wash, saying wash. And I said, or as this person says, fucking Warsh. Now, I thought I would get a, <laughs> one of them, like, stop and fucking slow lives. I had everybody, <laughs> they're fucking dot. We were laughing so hard the whole way back, because I said fucking Warsh. And this might have been the alcohol talking, people, but the story should have took two minutes, maybe three, so we're just driving back and just laughing. <laughs> and with me, it wasn't so much as like how funny it was because it said Warsh. It was everybody in the fucking car was fucking laughing because, and they were laughing hard as shit. And the re it's like one of them things where you tell a joke and it, the fucking joke's like funny and you expect to get a little fucking reaction out of the people. They were just laughing fucking way harder than I thought they should have been laughing. So the whole time we're just fucking laughing. And I'm like, I can't fucking breathe. My fucking ribs hurt. Take me to your free healthcare. I don't want to pay my fucking $150 shitty copay, please. Fuck. And I'm just like fucking dying. And then I was like to the one dude, I was like, was the cabbie fucking laughing? he's like, yeah, dude, the cabbie was fucking, he was laughing, but not as fucking hard as we were fucking laughing. Which I'm kind of glad, because the guy probably would have had to fucking pull over. And, uh, yeah, none of us would have, not only were we fucking drunk, and there was no way that any of us were in fucking any sh way, shape, or form good to drive. There was just absolutely no way that we would have been able to fucking drive when we were laughing like that. Like, we would have fucking, we would have caused a fucking serious accident. Not even from the alcohol, just from the laughter. And then we got back to the fucking house. I threw the guy a 20 spot. And <clears throat> after I got back, I was like, 
holy shit, does anybody remember how the fuck we even hailed that guy? Did we fucking order an Uber? Did we fucking call a cab? And in Montreal, they actually have cabs that you can fucking get from Uber, like Uber Taxi, instead of like an Uber X or an Uber XL. And everybody's like, dude, I don't know. And, uh, that was a big thing, too. Fucking taxis and Ubers, like, are about the same price there. And the one dude is like, dude, fuck the Uber, just get the taxi. It costs us this much. Do you know how much it costs us on Uber? And I had to keep reminding everybody. It's like, it costs us $15. And that was the big thing. One of the big things when we were there was, it cost me this much money for the cabs. And I were like, Canadian? Because the fucking Canadian dollar is 75 cents to the American dollar. So every Canadian dollar, an American dollar... Basically, one Canadian dollar costs 75 cents American. <clears throat> so, or one dollar costs like a dollar thirty Canadian. So I was like, yeah, so I gave the guy 20. So that guy either got a fucking super tip or he, he got an, either got a good tip or he got a super tip. That's another thing in Canada that fucking was weird. It's like, I felt that we were like some of the only people tipping there, and I think a lot of people liked us because of that, like the servers and shit. And I kind of didn't want to tip at times, not because, oh yeah, we're in Canada, went in Rome or whatever, but it's just like, it seems like it's just such a pain in the ass just because of their currency. Their currency is. They have bills. By the way, the bills look fucking fake. They look like a film. They don't look real at all. But they have $1 coins and $2 coins. So it's like, oh man, dude, I want to tip them, but I don't want to like flip them like fucking a couple $2 coins and shit. You know what I mean? It's fucking, fucking dickhead. $2 coins, like $1.50 here. So I don't mind just throwing $2 coins to the people. But yeah, like. <clears throat> it's like they didn't tip and it was really fucking weird to me you know like shit fucking wasn't sitting right with me but uh yeah there's this one restaurant there called Dunn's I would definitely check it out Dunn's is a, it's a good restaurant they got poutine there and they got their uh, Montreal smoked meat sandwiches every fucking night we were there every fucking night Past three o'clock. Like we passed it when we had to go to the Walmart for something. And it fucking said Dunn's. And there was a fucking pickle dressed up as a cowboy. We were fucking laughing like. Ah, <laughs> this fucking pickle dressed as a cowboy. Who the fuck's going to go there? We went downtown after uh, the first night. And then we went down to fucking Dunn's. We were fucking shit faced. Like this was like. That was probably the drunkest I've been in a while. That's how fucking drunk I was down there. That's how good the drinks are in fucking Montreal. So anyway, I had about like fucking, I don't know, maybe fucking 9 to 12 drinks. I lost count. I know I had a lot of fucking drinks. It wasn't even fucking joke. I had three beers at the house before we went out. As soon as we got there, I was like, yeah, I need to fucking wind down. Give me one of them fucking Molson's. 
<clears throat> Molson Canadian, not Molson Export. But, uh, yeah, so I drank a Molson, and yeah, I drank three Molsons. Had, I ordered Domino's for everybody, and uh, then we just went out. And, uh, yeah, we ended up at this place called Dunn's. And my buddy Kev, like, we were all shit-faced. So we're like, oh, dude, they got, this place has been around forever. It's a classic fucking Montreal place. It's a fucking franchise now. They got, like, six locations throughout Canada. And then we seen the fucking cowboy pickle. That's the fucking cowboy pickle! And then we went to the original one. And there was one close to our house. So every fucking night, we just went to that one. The second night I didn't go, I'm like, fuck that, I'm going to sleep. And that was that fucking thunderstorm, too. And the one dude on the second night got so fucking drunk, we had to take him home. He wound up fucking falling asleep, but he woke up, he pissed all over the carpet. So, yeah, we went back. And then on the last night, this is probably when the second drunkest I was down there, because I was fucking hammered that first night. Second night, I had a nice half a jag on. That was the fucking cab ride there. After we told the fucking story, after the whole wash incident in the cab. We're like, ah, dude, you guys want to go fucking Dunn's and get some more fucking poutine? And we're like, dude, we got to fucking wake up in the morning and fucking drive back to fucking Philly from fucking here. That's at least a seven hour drive. I mean... Fuck it, dude. Let's just go. I'm like, motherfucker. So we went. They got poutine again. The one guy got fucking poutine five times down there. Five fucking times. God bless your colon, sir. I'm not going to name names, but God bless your colon. And the one he got from PFK, which is French for KFC. And, yeah, we went to a McDonald's there, too. They had poutine there. But if you're going fast food and you're going to get poutine, you got to go with the PFK. Because at least PFK got that fucking bomb-ass gravy. McDonald's, I can't speak for their gravy. But, so we went down to the thing. I said, fuck it, I don't want poutine again. It's... It's good and everything, but dude, there's just no way I can eat that that much. So, I got a Montreal smoked meat sandwich. And, uh, I tipped the guy with the coins. He's like, yeah, you just want to get rid of these coins, huh? I was like, well, dude, I just want to tip you too, you know? I fucking tipped them like fucking $7 Canadian. I thought that was a good gesture. And then wouldn't you know... By the time we got back to the fucking house and we were leaving this fucking restaurant, the motherfucking sun was rising. It's like, God damn it, what the fuck? We did, we did it this shit again. We said we weren't going to do this. We are going to take a fucking easy night. And we didn't get home until like fucking 5.30 in the morning. The sun was rising when we left this fucking place, which... I, I I actually just was like, damn, I should get a t-shirt because we frequented this fucking place so much because we were so drunk. They fucking loved us in that place. I guarantee it. <clears throat> so there's some free exposure for you. Dunn's Famous in Montreal. If 
People who go up to Montreal definitely go to Dunn's Famous. It's 24 hours. They got one downtown, and they got one where the fuck we were on a Boulevard Dakery. Definitely hit that one up. We're on Rue Metcalf in Montreal. But, uh, yeah, Montreal was a hell of a time. I'm trying to go back up there soon. I'm trying to get my buddy to get a passport so we can go up there. Because he's not married and everybody else I know is married. And there's really no reason for them to just have a dude's night or dude's weekend to go up there now. Unless somebody gets married. So I'm just going to try to go up there again. So, that being said. There you go. There's There's the Montreal special. There's the reason why I didn't do it. There's the Montreal special. Now, when I got back to Philly, man, national fucking news, national fucking news, and Ben Salem, right down the street from where we're at, here, the movie Alpha Dog is for real, a kid and his cousin, the whole, and we don't know the whole story here, I gotta say, either. <clears throat> a kid and his cousin, some rich kid in Ben Salem, killed four fucking peep dudes. And that ranged from the age of night. Everybody involved that ranged from the age of 19 to 22. This is just showing you, like, the brain trust in this. Four fucking dudes killed them. He shot two of them and ran one over with a backhoe. Or ditch witch. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's heavy machinery for construction. Now at this time we didn't know the whole story. We were just thinking, hell yeah, it's just uh... We're just getting the fucking thing about it. Uh, yeah, the kids were missing, and then it, it turned out, and oh, this kid, and it was definitely premeditated, too, he dug a fucking hole with a fucking backhoe to bury these fucking people, 12 and a half feet deep, but when we got back, it was so fucking hot in Philadelphia, and the ground wasn't settled yet, the cadaver dogs found these, 12 fucking feet. 12 fucking feet, almost 13 feet, 12 and a half, let's round up and we'll say 13 feet, 13 feet deep, (sighs) like graves they usually said was six feet under, that was the classic thing for graves, they even have a death metal band called six feet under, because of that fucking thing, that reference, is a, that's how deep it is to have a fucking bury where, Bury a body so it doesn't fucking stink. They buried them fucking that deep. And the cadaver dogs still found them. Fucking. (sighs) Take those fucking dogs to find truffles and you'll be a fucking set, dude. That's like. God damn, that dog had a good nose. But anyway, they found it. The kid turned himself. They arrested the kid. 
he stole apparently the one kid's car. He took the kid's car and tried to sell it. His piece of shit 96 Maxima. This is what we're... This, they're driving 96 Maximas. This is the kind of fucking immature fucking young kids we're dealing with. Who the fuck has a car that's over 20 years old anymore if the whole cash for clunkers thing and all that. And a piece of shit one too. It's not like the Maximas now are almost like fucking Infinities. They weren't fucking shit back then. He tried to sell it for $600. They said, where's the fucking title? And it turned out one of the kids was missing who owned that car. And he was trying to sell. So he got brought into jail. And he held him on a, a bond for a million dollars. His bail was a million dollars bond or cash or bond. Then they found out all this shit. And it's like, yeah, you know what? We're arresting you again. We got more suspicion that you were part of these murders. Five million dollar cash bond. Which is almost... <laughs> Fucking impossible to fucking pay unless you're fucking Donald J. Trump or fucking Bill Gates or Warren Buffett or fucking that Russian guy who owns the fucking New Jersey, fucking New Jersey Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. <clears throat> and then they found the one kid in this fucking grave that they were looking for. And he fucking confessed to killing him. And it was over... Well, the story keeps changing, but it's more like people... It doesn't add up. It was over like he was trying to buy fucking $8,000 worth of weed or something. Or he owed him this much money for fucking drugs. He's saying it's weed. We don't know. It doesn't matter. You fucking murdered somebody. Murder Trump's drug deal on any day of the week. But again, like... And when you look at the pictures of the kids, they were all mugshots from the police. So one was from Middletown Township around Levittown, which if you're not familiar with Levittown, not the best fuck, not saying it's a fucking terrible area, but real fucking trashy, a lot of white trash. And, uh, I worked for a place. I was like a supervisor for kids from that area. They did like a co-op thing with the high school or like one of them work release things where it's like yeah if you get a job doing this you can work like five hours a day if you go to this place i was basically like their supervisor i can tell you i've seen so many kids like this fucking story i've heard the stories like this before and don't get me wrong that the, nobody deserved to fucking die nobody deserved to get ran over by a fucking backhoe don't get it twisted. Don't make me look like a callous prick when I'm telling the story here. But it's like the way they fucking act. It's like <clears throat> the big thing. If you watch like those, those shows about gangs and stuff and how the gangs and the factions of the gangs or whatever, they all break off and they all fucking get crazy and shit. Essentially, it all happens to be deal with greed and just fucking bad leadership. Like the gang, yeah, the, the older guys, they got fucking pinched. They're going to jail and the younger guys are scattering and now they don't really know what to do. And now they just get fucking more ruthless. It's essentially like that. 
But these kids, man, they were fucking talking about, like, ah, dude, I'm going to fucking break this guy's fucking legs over fucking a quarter pound of weed because he fucking didn't pay me fucking 500 fucking dollars. He fucking shorted me this. And I'm like, dude, you can't break anybody's fucking legs over a 500 dollars. How are you going to get your fucking money? And Levittown, too, that's uh, one of the big things. They have a fucking thing for their ambulance, because I work in EMS. And they have a fucking page about Levittown. They have many parody pages. This is how big of a fucking joke this town is in Pennsylvania. <clears throat> there were 123 overdoses this year. 13 of them died. Big drug problem. Big fucking wannabe gangster problem, too. And like I said, nobody deserves to fucking die. But, you get kids like this, and they don't know what they're fucking doing. They fucking watch, like, fucking movies. They watch fucking... They act like fucking Nino Brown from New Jack City, or they see this... They don't know these fucking rules. They don't know, hey, man, this is what you got to do. Like, in the city, I'm not saying the city's better, but, or even, like, people in the fucking suburbs. The fucking thing is, if you have a criminal enterprise like that, what you do is you got to fucking keep it on the fucking down low. You want as less heat, the least amount of heat you can get. You fucking deal with people you know. And you just gotta realize, hey, this is a business. Like, people in there, oh man. <clears throat> They're gonna fucking break your leg, like, fucking break his fucking legs over fucking $500 debt. It's like, what are you breaking his fucking legs for? How are you gonna get your fucking money? When you break somebody's fucking legs or you break somebody's arms... That's fucking $10,000 and you need to fucking prove a point break their fucking legs. With that stuff, beat the fuck out of them. Fucking shake them up a little bit. Just let them know you mean business. It's common sense. How the fuck are you going to get your money if they can't work? Or they can't do any of this shit? And God forbid, yeah, you break their fucking legs. Then they got a fucking hospital bill. Come on. It's common sense, people. It's common fucking sense. Which, these kids don't have it. <sighs> so essentially, it's like the movie Alpha Dog, but fucking 50 times worse. Like Alpha Dog on steroids, as I said. Four kids died over some bullshit because fucking wannabe gangsters and nobody knows how to fucking act anymore. Fucking too much time, too much fucking money, too much fucking not wanting to fucking just go out there and do anything and fucking work for it and earn it. And, uh, not to get all fucking political here, if you're cutting music programs in school, you're cutting after school programs, these kids aren't going to have nothing better to do and they're always going to fucking have this fucking shit. Doesn't matter what part of the country you're from, 
it doesn't matter where. It's like that movie uh, from the 80s. What is it? Over the Edge. The kids had some real shitty community center, and they were all fucking smoking weed and all that. And apparently fucking back in the 80s, fucking weed was like, oh, man, they were still in that fucking counterculture thing with the weed. But <clears throat> the parents were like, yes, bring in economy, bring this, like fucking develop, 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 and all that. Long story short, the kids were smoking weed. They shut down their little shitty community center where they all hung out because they said it was a fucking cesspool. And this is where all the kids are getting the drugs from. They had nowhere to go. And, uh, yeah. They're fucking full-on rebellion. They just fucking destroyed the fucking town. Destroyed the school. Locked all the parents in the fucking school and they fucking destroyed it. And at the end, they all went to the fucking juvie. And uh, Matt Dillon's character gets fucking shot. Or some bullshit. <clears throat> but yeah, man, we're gonna need fucking shit. Like, kids shouldn't be doing this shit. If you give kids fucking constructive things to do, and you give them fucking stuff like, hey, teach them how to fucking do an instrument, play an instrument. When I was in high school, I picked up fucking bass. Uh, I picked up keyboards and bass guitar. And I may, and uh, I may have uh, you know indulged in smoking a little. I mean, uh, yeah, I may have did a little grass. I may have drank a few fucking beers when I was in high school. I mean, I may have had a fucking thing where I may have fancied some whiskey. I was a whiskey guy until I was like 24, 23 years old. I, I, yeah, I, I, I drank every now and then. I didn't go over the fucking top with it, but, you know, I did that every now and then. But, you know, I... I took to music, man. I was doing music to fucking keep my fucking self busy. Fucking doing something constructive. Like, fucking sports. Do some fucking sports. Like, give these sports programs more money so these kids can do some constructive shit. So they're not fucking going out there and fucking <clears throat> pulling some shit like this. It's a political thing right there, but this is the fucking truth man you give these kids nothing they have fucking they just grow up and they feel that they don't have anything i mean i like i said i was smart enough i picked up a fucking bass guitar i really i actually tried a guitar and i fucking sucked at it then i did bass and uh now i'm 33 and i'm fucking podcasting still something very constructive i'm doing and the dungeon of Northeast Philly, more like a fucking boiler room. The air just went back on. The air. But, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I just don't fucking know anymore. Uh, another thing with these kids, too. Uh, giving them a nice role model would... Uh, wouldn't hurt, and maybe, you know, uh, when the teachers are in there, they tell you your kids are being assholes, maybe, uh, you know, not fucking coddle them like your little angel is fucking, my little angel would never do anything like that, he's a saint, teacher says the fucking kid's an asshole, the kid might be an asshole, like they said to me when I was growing up, uh, fucking, you know, your son's an asshole. And there was a lot of times where 
not going to lie. I was an asshole. I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest. I was an asshole growing up. Like, but my shenanigans were all in good fun. But there was times where they were just giving me shit for no reason. And that happens too. But, you know your kids. You know what your kids are capable of. Stop fucking beating the fucking bush. Fucking give them some positive reinforcement. Don't fucking coddle them. Like the one kid, he was from uh, Newtown in Pennsylvania, which is very ritzy. Very high class, upper echelon. This kid, he was doing fucking drugs and getting in trouble. And he was in high school. In fucking high school, he graduated. He said, hey, uh, you know, <clears throat> you're fucking messing up. I'm not buying you that car for graduation. And the car that he was going to get for graduation was a fucking Mercedes. Don't do any drugs and I'll get you that Mercedes. Kids get The kid gets busted for having fucking LSD. And his dad fucking, uh, dad didn't get him the Mercedes. He kept his word. He got him a fucking Audi A6 instead. And I fucking, I didn't respect the fucking kid, to tell you the truth. He was a little fucking brat, as if you couldn't tell. He did, he got caught with LSD, so they didn't get the Mercedes. He got a fucking Audi. Cool. I drive a Volkswagen. And I'm in my 30s. Certified pre-owned. Maybe I should have had parents where, uh, like that, and, you know, fucking, hey, you did fuck, you got caught with LSD, you're not getting that Mercedes, you're getting the Audi, pussy, how do you like that now, you fucking fuck up, make me sick, oh, shit, anyway, uh, we're about to hit the 45 minute mark, and like I said, I'd like, uh, like to apologize again, I'm sorry, that I, I could not get you the Montreal Special, I wish I could have got you the Montreal Special when I was up there, there was so much wild shit going on, uh, another thing about Montreal, <laughs> this is a personal thing, and I just, I gotta say this out here, because it, it, the impact of it, I created a fucking monster on my social media. And this is going to be a new theme on the show, too. Like, I'm definitely going to make this part of the show. Not the thing, but I want this to be, like, a hashtag thing. I already had the one dude who was on the trip. He was doing hashtag this. <clears throat> so, we took the Metro line, which is their version of the subway. And it was really fast. It was relatively clean. And it was fucking very efficient. Relatively cheap, too. It was only, like, fucking dollar... Eight, two bucks for for one way. Yeah, a little less, man. A little two bucks. But 
We got from the place we were at and we got to the place where we wanted to go. We went down, got in a little subway thing. It was very efficient. It was very, ran pretty often too. So we got down there, like the one night with the cab. He's like, oh, we'll get a cab. I was like, hey, dude, you know what? If we can, if they're still at that place, why don't we just take the fucking subway down? But here's the story. The word sorty. <clears throat> I'm going to explain this because I had a lot of people asking me about it. We got down there, so we got on, and we got off at the one place. Everything was in French, too, so you really had to listen. And like I said, I was like one of the only people there that actually knew a little bit of French. Enough French, I'll say, to fucking function in that city. <clears throat> Thank God there was actually... We were in a spot where it was heavily English-speaking. I researched it later. We got to the stop we had to go to. And... This is the word sortie. When we got to the stop, they were asking about... Oh, man, what the hell? How the hell did we get out of here? There's no fucking thing where it says exit. Oh, there's the exit there. Sortie. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Sortie. And they were just like... They basically pulled the Bill O'Reilly thing with the fucking... We'll do it live. Fuck it. They were starting to do that. I don't know what you're saying. Can't do it. Can't do it. And it's like, sortie. And they're like, I don't know. Fuck it, sortie. Sortie means fucking exit. Sortie. Sortie. And then the whole fucking weekend after that was fucking the word sortie. Every time you saw an exit sign, we're like, sortie. Sortie. <coughs> so... I'm going to post a video tomorrow as well. Or I'm going to post a video. This is going to be for your drive time commute on Tuesday, July 18th. But, yeah, so <laughs> I had people, like, I posted on fucking Facebook all the, like all this shit. Sortie. Sortie. And then I had people asking me what the fuck was the deal with sortie. Was sortie a fucking cool thing in Montreal? I don't know, and it was just like fucking laughing. Like I got back to work, a couple of the people I had at work, they kept fucking asking me about sortie. I told the one person about sortie, and he's like, dude, that's fucking great. You should make t-shirts or something, which I think I'm actually going to get a t-shirt that says it, because I've been fucking using the word. <clears throat> then I took, my sister was asking me about shit, and she was on fucking Facebook, and I put sortie in there. And she was curious, and she's like, oh, it's just him being an asshole. And they're like, what the fuck is sortie? I looked it up. It literally means exit in French. It's like, I don't know what the fuck the big deal was with sortie. I'm like, you had to be there to get it, but that's basically what it was. It was just fucking sortie. And then it's like, oh, we're going to sortie this place. Now we're going to go in there, so it's entry. We're going to sortie when we leave. And we went to the Bell Center and we saw all fucking types of sorties. 
where the Montreal Canadiens play, you saw fucking sortie d'urgence, which fucking means <laughs> emergency exit. And uh, I forgot what the other fucking sortie was. Sortie Express. I wanted to take a picture of that one, but uh, the tour was moving so fucking fast. But, yeah, that's uh, that's the deal with sortie. And uh, let's just go back on what's going on with the show. Uh, I... I was going to have a guest on the one day, and I just, like, as soon as I got back from Montreal, I drove back. It was a seven-hour drive, and I went to bed. I had to wake up early in the morning. I had to get my dad to the hospital. He had a fucking surgery that was uh, scheduled, so I had to take him to the fucking hospital, so I was just fucking beat. I was just so exhausted. And I couldn't... I couldn't do it. I had to postpone it. We were going to do it later that week on the Wednesday. And... <clears throat> the dude actually had... And I'm hoping to get him on. If you're listening to this, you know who the fuck you are. I want to bring you on the show. I got a fucking few things I'd like to ask you. And I think my listeners would like to hear it. And I think your fans would like to hear it. But, uh, yeah, uh, all seriousness, I want him to come on the show, definitely want to have him uh, as a guest on the show, be a real interesting piece, I'm going to get him on the show, it's going to be a good show, I definitely want to bring him on, it's going to be an interesting show, I think everybody's going to like it, and, uh, yeah, so, that fell through, and as soon as I got back from, uh, dropping my dad off to the hospital I had work the next day I had to work two days and I had two days off and I was still fucking taking care of a lot of shit after that like I had to help my dad he's doing well by the way don't anybody worry my dad's doing well after this surgery so he got discharged not little more than 24 hours after it that's the fucking the miracle of uh, medical science miracle advancement to medical science but uh yeah so i tried to get him on a little bit late and there's like yeah i'm busy i can't do anything i'm like fuck dude gotta get him on the show i'm gonna make him i'm gonna send him a link to this show so he listens to it so he knows he has to come on this show man he just has to come on the show it's going to help everybody out in this situation uh besides that It's going to be a little hectic for me, but I'm going to try to get some more shows out. Like I said, uh, this is the fourth episode. The fourth official episode. And I want to try to get some people on here. Like, So if you know anybody that just has some cool shit that they want to promote or anything, man, tell them to fucking send me a message and uh, my thing. I'll bring them on. They're in the Philadelphia area or... I don't know how I can do it. I'll somehow try to finagle something, negotiate something where I can fucking, because I'm doing this very primitively, like uh, how we did it with the Jersey Violators. I was using a fucking Sam, not Samsung, an Olympus recorder for that. So I just had them call me up on the phone, which that episode fucking is, I can't bring over to the fucking 
Podbean. So it's still on that shitty Podomatic. But, uh, yeah, it's, look in our archive thing on the Facebook page. It'll tell you about it. It's doing, dude, that's almost 400 fucking listens. I didn't even expect it. It just, like, it shot up, apparently, at one point when they started getting big. They started promoting that a lot more. But, um, yeah, I'd like to bring more people on. It's, uh, it helps me out. The show goes by a lot better. It, I'll give you a little t- taste about podcasting. What it does, podcasting is still a very young medium. I'm trying to actually get other people, too, with uh, podcasting. I want to get other podcasters in here so we can start our own network. Like that fucking, the one guy I'm not going to name, because I don't like to name his name. But, uh, <clears throat> really don't like his podcast. But he did turn me on to one person I like, and I like his podcast. I'll drop his name, Joey Coco Diaz. He's a funny motherfucker. Check him out if you can. And I think he's gotten funnier over the years, too. He's this, uh, he's this fat Cuban guy, but he looks and sounds like he's a fucking Italian from North Jersey, which there's really not much of a difference. I can assure you of that. But, uh, yeah, like I'm trying to get other people to get in this podcasting tip so we can actually all get together. We can all be on each other's podcast. And it's a very small, still a fucking very young medium. Like, yeah, I just, I'm definitely going to try to make this a lot bigger. Like I said, I am getting more serious with it. We had a little snag from the whole Montreal thing. Then when we got back, I had just way too much on my fucking plate, so I had to wait a week. But, John Albatross Show is back. It's going to be back. We're going to do more shows. I'm going to try to do one a week. I know we had like a two-week fucking thing, but I'm still on pace. I'm on my fourth episode. I said I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm back. I put in the thing, the John Wick quote on my uh, bio for the Facebook page. People keep asking if I'm back. I'm thinking I'm back. But, yes, I'm looking for people to get on this program. And, uh... I might start another, uh, like, seasonal podcast. I might do, like, a another podcast for fantasy football. Give them a fantasy football picks for the week. Because a lot of people have been asking me for advice just in my personal life. And I'm pretty goddamn good with fantasy football. And I think this will really help out the show as well. And I'm uh, also working on another podcast, possibly. Like, I started, like, a blog on Facebook called John Albatross Hates the 90s. It's, like, a 90s-type thing, obviously. And I grew up in the 90s, and I can assure you that I don't hate the 90s. I fucking love the 90s, but I kind of want to bring out the shittier things about the 90s, you know what I mean? Because they're, like, you got all this good shit from the 90s. But you got all this bad shit that nobody fucking talks about. And I want to bring that back. That's what I'm going to do. I'm bringing back the fucking shittier shit from the 90s. They just brought fucking Zima back for Christ's sake. How can I not do this fucking show? It's coming back. 
I know I can get fucking guests for that, and I know that's also going to help the fucking Johnny Albatross podcast fucking network, which I'm hoping I can do. But, in the meantime, I'm going to try to get this out for your drive time commute on, and that's it. So, you'll probably hear from me next week. I got some time off. I'll be going to see Primus. Not this weekend, but the weekend after. So I'll definitely do a show before I go see Primus. Taking my buddy. It's going to be his fucking second concert he's ever gone to. His first one was fucking Backstreet Boys. Or fucking... I don't even remember what the fuck it was. I don't know if it was Backstreet Boys or something. Something that was fucking... Dude, you're a dude. You're going to a fucking rock concert. I'm taking you to Primus and Clutch. It's going to rock. You're going to love it. Tickets are only twenty fucking dollars this week. We're fucking going. Suck my dick. You're going to this fucking show. I'm not going to let that be the only fucking concert you went to. But uh, <clears throat> yeah. So um, I'm going to edit the show. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to finish doing some shit, and if we'll be ready for the drive time. Well, what the fuck? It is your drive time. Hope you enjoy your day at work. Hope you, or if you're listening to this on the day, on the ride back, hope you enjoyed, enjoyed your day at work, which you're probably not, because work fucking sucks. Unless you do something really cool, like fucking science type fucking crazy shit. And make a lot of money, but that doesn't also matter. Well, whatever. This is Johnny Albatross signing out. Keep on the lookout. Tell people about this. And uh, you'll be hearing from me. Peace.